This episode of Fables Around the Table Tiffany includes the following content. Frightening situations, abusive relationships, food tampering, graphic depictions of violent acts, and body horror. Viewer discretion is advised. In the pitch of night, she took a single lamp and descended a back staircase to the gallery. Upon reaching the closet door, she paused, remembering her husband's command. She feared what might happen if she disobeyed, but the impulse of her curiosity was too strong to resist. With trembling hands, she fit the small key into the lock and opened the door. At first, with the weak lamplight, she could not see much. As her eyes adjusted, she realized what was in the room. The floor was covered in congealing blood. The walls were lined with headless bodies, Bluebeard's previous wives. A great scream tore itself from her throat and she dropped the key. It was a few moments before she came back to herself. In a daze, she grabbed the key from the floor and rushed out of the room. She locked it behind her and returned to her chambers. In the daylight of the following morning, it all seemed like a dream, but when she examined the small key, she found a stain of blood upon it. She wiped it carefully, but the blood remained. Then she washed it and scoured it with sand, but to no avail. That very evening, Bluebeard came back from his journey, saying that he had received word on the road that the business had already been settled. His wife tried her hardest to appear happy at his early return, but on the inside she quailed. She waited with dread anticipation for him to ask for the return of his keys. He did so upon the next morning. He looked through the keys and saw that the littlest one was stained. How comes this blood upon the key? I do not know, she faltered. But I do, mocked Bluebeard. You have done what I have forbidden. Well, now you will go in once again and take your place among the ladies you were so curious to see. The bride threw herself at her husband's feet and begged him to forgive her disobedience, but Bluebeard had a heart of flinty stone. Prepare for your death, he declared. No, please, give me but a few minutes, she cried, so that I may pray. Bluebeard agreed, and the bride rushed to the top of the nearest tower, hoping against hope that someone, such as her father or mother, may be approaching for a visit so she could give them a sign to make haste. Penance whipped silently in the sun but no one was coming. The bride wept bitterly. Given no choice, the bride descended. He led her towards the tiny, horrible room. Near its entrance, he bade her kneel on the rough flagstone. She obeyed, weeping, and without ceremony, he chopped off her head and put her body among the other wives. The end. It's such a good fairy tale. I love it so much. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, shit. It kind of makes me want to see, or what it, it makes me want overall is like, so Bluebeard is obviously, this whole thing has been blue themed. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder if you can find other fairy tales that are like equally like kind of horrible. And there are also different color themes, and then you can go through the whole rainbow of color themes. <laughs> oh, that would be an interesting <laughs> anthology. I think that's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, pinky peach colors, mostly because Ooh. I have a grapefruit candle in my bathroom, and it smells like peachy pink. <laughs> Red colors. Ooh. Kate is going to write our scenes. green fairy tale. It's oh. perfect. I love it. Yeah. The next one's going to be called Red Rum. <laughs> hope you all like very detailed descriptions because i'm just gonna be like let me paint you a picture for 10 years Good. <laughs> that's all we want um so when last we left i believe the witch was in control and we had just left the kitchen um our track is full and i believe we are headed towards the locked room is that incorrect i don't think so i mean we have our cup of tea though it's very important. We do. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do we? Uh, we, we made a cup of tea. Did, uh, did we I leave the room did with, it? with it? Um, no, you you guys took it with you. Um, for that was okay. the the token you took from that room. Yeah. Ah, okay. We demand milk, then leave to hide. Yes. <laughs> like a proper lady, we demand yeah. milk and leave. What a what a mood. <laughs> I asked how impertinent we wanted to be. Nobody stopped me. That's going to start like being it. me every morning. Like when Tom <laughs> wakes me up, just give me my milk and my tea and just leave. <laughs> leave me to my milk. Um. So yeah, you guys, uh, you as Tiffany approach the final door. Since this is the final door and this is like our big conclusion, um, I want you guys to take turns describing what this key looks like. Um, just I want each of you to, to contribute to something about this key. Okay. Um, the witch, you have control of Tiffany um, because you have the ring, so you may go first. Okay. I mean, I had it. I had it mapped out, Chelsea. <laughs> I knew what key I wanted to use and here you're changing it on me. Well, no, you'll get to, to lay down the framework of it, and then the virgin and, and we the animus just... get to get to tweak it and give it more flavor. Well, the key that catches the witch's eye for this room is probably the most used and old-looking one. It's rough iron, and the stem of it is twisted, going into looping vines on the bow of the key, Ooh. or the head of the key. Interesting. I like that. Animus, what what do you add to this key? Um, as we pick out this key to the touch, it feels like what touching a half-healed scab feels like. Ooh, so it's like Ooh. coarse. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and Virgin, what 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 would you like to add? Hmm. I think I think she's going to add that um, there are some sections on like the ring of the key that have little jewels like that are really scratched up from uh going against the other keys and some of them are even missing and they look very dark and dingy but there are some jewels on the key oh i like it this is i'm trying to imagine what this looks like and <laughs> this key is a disaster <laughs> yeah it's like twisted and gnarled that's like 
perfect though. This is this is really good yeah. key, Emmy. I like this key a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's a disaster, but it's like perfect for what what you are about to walk into. Mm-hmm. It's like an elegant Ooh. disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so the witch, you are in control, and you're holding this key, this ornate, scabby, jewel encrusted key, which are adjectives that don't seem to go together. <laughs> It works, I swear. <laughs> um, but you drag the the bride to to this this final door, and as Tiffany, you you look over yourself again, and you see the paint staining your your dress. You can feel the weight of the earrings upon your body. You can feel the flower figurine you took from the craft room, and you hold the the cup of tea in your hand as you take the key and you push it into the lock, and you click the door open. Um, after the door opens, uh, you, you look inside the room. It's very dark. Um, Tiffany takes a step inside to take in the area. As she's looking, the room twists and turns. Uh, The architecture doesn't seem to quite make sense. For there should be hard lines in the room, they twist and contort into unthinkable angles. Uh, the room, as, as I said, is very dark. But there's a pedestal that Tiffany can make out with a single lantern. Um, as she approaches it, she notices the room smells like iron and wet stone. Uh, she can feel her bare feet against the cold, coarse, unfinished stone floor. And the darkness is unrelenting and heavy on her shoulders. And she's very aware of her body shaking and shivering in fear. Would you like to turn the lantern on? Oh, it's not even on? No. Um, yes. Because the dark is probably worse than the light. Excellent. Uh, you turn the lantern on, and it casts light upon the room, forcing shadows back from Tiffany's eyes. The horror of this room can no longer be hidden from her. She looks to her left, tightened and corseted, a woman hangs off the wall in doll-like shapes, parts of her stuffed and crushed into a possible anatomy. Her perfect body is on display for him to admire whenever he wishes. She turns to the right. The bodies of two sisters are together, wrapped inside each other's arms. Their calming embrace turned violent as their hands claw into each other, ripping into each other's skin. They will make sure the other will never be as good as her in his eyes. She backs up and stumbles into a a young woman, torn into pieces, uh, ripped asunder. Her body lays across the floor, even now. Her face is still smiling, each piece of her a wish that was never granted by him. Uh, She turns around and daintily hoisted upon the wall. There's a body that a strong breeze might snap in half. Her body reaches out, knowing its place to care for everyone uncontrollably, especially him. And upon each of their final resting places, a cloth hand-embroidered hides their eyes from the light. Each of these cloths holds the name CL. Uh, so which, how do you feel about this? Uh, the witch is honestly stunned, still trying to take everything in that she's seen. Um, and she's freaking out. Like, her, I honestly think that with the first body that she saw, she probably dropped the cup of tea. Virgin, Animus, what, what are you thinking? I, I think that the virgin is horrified, um seeing all of these things it's like she thought she was like ready to face horrors like because she's seen horrors in the other room and she's uh and she's been able to overcome them and even in her own life she's been able to overcome things but just like the how much like violence is contained in this space is really overwhelming for her and horrifying for her and what about the animus the animus is also stunned 
but I think some of that feeling is kind of trickling away into a feeling where before it was that we had to protect ourselves from other people, and since all of these other things have been manifestations of our own insecurities, I think now it feels like we have to protect ourselves from ourselves. This, we thought we could handle it, and this is something else. I don't know that we can handle this. Uh, so what does Tiffany do now that she's faced with all of this? I feel like the Virgin is sort of, um, trying to, like, even, like, subconsciously, like, looking, um, for a way to, like, run away from it, hide from it, like, looking for something to, like, protect her from all of this. Um, with both of her sisters basically feeling like we're not ready, like, we can't handle this, I think the witch is going to hurriedly douse the lantern and make her way back towards the door. Yeah, she turns the lantern out, the darkness refills the room, uh, the oppressive, the oppression from it and the heaviness of it returns once again. Uh, not that it's ever truly left her body. And she's able to leave the room. I think, like, the witch is like, was that like, was that really real? Like, what was that? Like, she she can't quite wrap her head around what she just saw. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the same for the Virgin. Like, it's almost like uh, once the lantern is doused, especially, she, like, wants to run. Almost like something's going to, like, reach out and grab her. Almost like, you know, a little kid going down to the basement and then just, like, sprinting up the stairs. Like, not sure if there's something actually chasing you or not. Right. Like, there's a certain safety and danger in the darkness returning. Like, you can, you no longer can see the horrors that are surrounding you, but are they really still there and, like, it haunts you? Right. As you try to escape. Uh, now that Tiffany's outside the room, the door closed behind her, and she takes a moment to kind of, uh, take, take stock of what happened. Um, for each of the sisters, what was the, the scariest thing that you, you saw in this room? I think for the witch... It was probably the the body that even though it was so mutilated, it was still smiling. Like, everything was still okay. Like, that was really haunting for her to see. Okay. I think for the Virgin, it was the handkerchiefs. Like, even though she's, she's loyal to her husband, um, seeing all the handkerchiefs with his name on it was really unsettling. Especially when you... Um, look into Tiffany's past and, and she's remembering the dynamic between her own father and mother. Um, seeing that and seeing, like, her own husband's, like, name associated with such, like, a like a violent scene is I think really, like, upsetting and frightening to her. Yeah. I think what stood out most to the animus was the, the sisters who were clawing at each other and this is something that she sees as a sort of representation of how her relationship with Eloise could have been. And she wonders if that isn't what she's afraid of, was competing with her in a way that hurt them both. Did she hurt them both? And it feels foreboding. Oh, I like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't like that, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um... So as as Tiffany's sitting with these thoughts, all of the sisters are having these thoughts rush through their mind. Uh, you know, the what they saw was horrifying. And now all of these thoughts are rushing into Tiffany's mind all at the same time, filling her with um, fear and anxiety. 
She's remembering one more thing. She went into the room she wasn't supposed to, and how is she ever going to tell her husband that? Especially because she left evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. I'm like, oh, we have to leave it there, but oh my god, he's gonna know. <laughs> um, and with that, I would like to um, start going around and answering the questions that come with going inside of the door. Which, since you're still, you still have the ring, we'll start with you. So, which? What were the bride's last loving words to Bluebeard before he killed her? Ah, uh, I don't know how to word it. <laughs> Are we going with the admission of a shame? I, I think that's really good. Yeah, I think Confiding so. Confiding in him. Yeah. Because <sighs> it's also like a, a one last moment of Tiffany being soft and embracing her, her vulnerabilities. Anybody have any suggestions uh, on how to word it? Because, like, I, I know what I want to say. It's just... I feel like we might end up having to leave that one for acting it out, but because I'm not sure what to say either. Because it <laughs> yeah. feels like an in-the-moment sort of... of yeah. A, like, but, but... Uh, confession, admitting, confiding, and then, like, right. re... Uh, What's the what's the word? Reaffirming. Reaffirming. Yes. This is why we're sisters. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to reinforcing. So yes, but like just reaffirming, reinforcing that like. But we had all these thoughts and we went in these rooms and and the thing is though is we we think it's all in our head and it's that can't be true because you know like the thing the thread that unites this all is that we love you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was gonna say like. I know how Annie would say it. Annie would be like, I am not a good enough wife. I'm not a good enough um, person. I don't fit into this role. But being here and being with you has changed me. And you you having the confidence in me has enabled me to grow and be better. And I think I can do this with as long as you're by my side. Like... Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, I like that. I think we can leave it at that. So that way, yes. yeah. when, when we get into it, whoever is in control of Tiffany, or if you guys want to fight over what words you say, <laughs> um, it, it can be more natural. But yeah, I, I really like that. I think I think that makes a lot of sense for Tiffany. Um, Virgin, what room does the bride's soul reside in after her death? I think that for Tiffany... It has to be somewhere she has a strong, um, a strong association with. So I think it has to be like some sort of like uh, garden, like garden, conservatory, solarium type of room where there's lots of plants, maybe, um, maybe a couple places to sit and things like that. But just a place where she can be as close to the earth as she can be while still being um, confined within the walls of the manor. Okay. I like that. That's almost tragic in a way, right? Because it's almost half escaping and half stuck here. Right. I like that. Um, Animus. What about the way Bluebeard displays the bride's dead body makes her happy? Oh, I have just like a really macabre picture in my head about how this Ooh, tell ends me about being. it. But so in this, I guess, a green room. Okay. As opposed to our blue. <laughs> But um, in this room, he has us hung up on one of the walls amidst the plants. And we're just high enough that we can look down on everybody that comes in. And we're just low enough that our toes graze the soil. And um, I think he took a moment to clean us up. So 
our dress is clean, and we look very, very feminine. The thing that we were striving for. And our gloves Aww. are still on. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Or do we want the gloves off? I I kind yeah. of like them on. Yeah, the gloves on. Because if, if they're off, at okay. least like nearby so she can put them on. The gloves on is very tiffy. Yeah. Okay, then gloves on. Yeah, I, I like that there's almost um, respect in the way that he, he displays her body. Yes. I think that's very cool. But because we were faithful. Right. Till the end. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Ah, I like this so much. <laughs> um, now to the witch. How does the bride disguise the horror done to her body? Um, I think in keeping with being in the solarium or a type of green room, she would use some kind of plants to uh, disguise herself, to hide herself. So I'm picturing, like, um flowering vines kind of wrapping and you know she didn't really wear a veil on her wedding day she more wore a flower crown and so they probably start there and then continue down her body to hide her horrors okay yeah i like that that's also giving her a uh, a way to drape herself in femininity she didn't really think she had at first mm-hmm. right yeah i like that a lot um, and our final question uh, goes to the Virgin. Uh, how does the bride punish future bride for uh, transgressions against Bluebeard? Um, so I think that, like, with the idea of having her strung up with, like, vining plants, um, she is going to use those to, like, um, grab and grasp at future brides, and especially because she has issues... Uh, with her own hands if she sees someone like a more more delicate more feminine more anything that she thinks that she should be i think there's going to be like a hint of jealousy and like um grabbing at them especially grabbing at their hands um and i think that that can also be sort of like a warning um especially if the other brides are like holding the keys or anything that the that the vines and maybe even tiffany herself is like grabbing at their hands grabbing at whatever they're holding okay i, I like that especially since tiffany's hands have been uh so important yeah. to her uh using them to to reach out and either caress or destroy another's hands i like that a lot Hello for the final time this season, listeners. Groundskeeper Chelsea here again. I hope you're enjoying our conclusion to our playthrough of Bluebeard's Bride, published by Magpie Games. This episode has been very intense so far, so please feel free to take a break now before we continue. This episode of Fables Around the Table Tiffany is brought to you by Amio. Amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details, and Amia will magically give you all of the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Amio wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to amio.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Amio. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Um, now allow me to mention and thank my wonderful cast members for the season. 
Fiona L.F. Kelly is part of Project Derailed and works on about a million projects for the website. As well as being showrunner for Fables Around the Table, she's also a player on Tales of the Voidfarer, a D&D 5e podcast featuring the Spelljammer setting. She's also the host of movie podcast Big Streaming Pile, where she and a co-host talk about bad movies on streaming services. And if that isn't enough, she's also a writer, and you can find everything she's working on on her Twitter at Fiona L.F. Kelly. Annie Bell Kimmel is a friend of the show and is making her second player appearance on Fables Around the Table. You'll know her as everyone's favorite Aunt Penny Rookwood from Fables Around the Table Curse. And she's also a part of Two Bookish Babes, a podcast that talks about young adult literature. You can find Two Bookish Babes on Instagram at Two Bookish Babes. Caitlin Camp is back again this season to provide her talents to another game. She was on the previous Fable season, Lost, as Detective Posey Drew Fisher. You can often find Caitlin hanging around the Project Derailed Discord server, maintaining the terrarium. The voice of Tiffany is played by Anna Kolar, who has provided her voice to many other Fable seasons, including Curse and Lost. Her performance was truly amazing this season. A thank you to Tom Goldwaite for writing and recording the themes for each of the sisters, as well as a waltz for the bride. These themes were really able to tie the whole podcast together in a way I couldn't have without them. And finally, I'm Chelsea Rexinger. I do lots of work for Project Derailed, including asset creation. Um, and I'm also the server fairy on our Discord server. I've been on almost every season of Fables around the table, so if you like what we're doing here, I urge you to give the other seasons a listen. If you love the dark, serious tone of Tiffany, I would suggest giving our first season curse a listen. Chronicled by Fiona followed the story of the Rookwoods of New Haven and their struggles with their family curse as they play Curse of the House of Rookwood. Other than Project Derailed, I am also part owner of Plot Kindling Candles, a candle shop where we make soy wax candles inspired by your tabletop characters. This week I've been burning Dagmar, the barbarian, who has notes of sweet stout and tobacco. Find our candles and start the process of crafting your own character candle at etsy.com slash plotkindlingcandles. Project Derailed also has a Patreon. If you enjoy our content and would like to support a creator online, please think about pledging to us. Pledging gives you access to special channels in our Discord, access to an extended retrospective episode, and even a whole bonus podcast where you can listen to Nick, Tom, Fiona, and Chelsea talk about all the things they've been working on in the past month. Support the website and the podcast at patreon.com slash projectderailed. Now that we've had the small breather, please enjoy the finale to Fables Around the Table, Tiffany. So these are the fears that, that Tiffany has rushing over her as she stands outside of the door, um, knowing she has wanted to stay loyal to her husband, but disobeyed him anyway due to her own um, curiosity. Um, and as she's standing there staring at the key in her hands, she hears the front door slam open. And from around the corner comes Marley, back from his trip, looking sternly, Tiffany believes, at her. Did he see us, like, come out of the room, or just... Um, he sees you standing in front of the door with the key in your hands. Okay. I think, like, a spike of anxiety would shoot through her, but she would, after a few moments of, like, just kind of staring back, like, wide-eyed, uh, kind of come to her senses and try to act, um, the part of a wife greeting her husband back home and, like, walk towards him, trying to be excited, but also being very anxious, like, does he know I was in there? Or, but try not to. <laughs> <laughs> too guilty, doesn't want to be too guilty, but also, like, I'm excited you're home. 
<laughs> How much do you know? <laughs> um, he looks at her and he says, Hello, Tiffany. I've missed you. Have you been making yourself comfortable? Yes, it's been a bit of an adjustment, but it's much better now that you're home. Uh, yes, I feel the same way. We can finally start our life together, isn't that right? Uh, Tiffany will just nod, and she's still not sure if she can fully, like, kind of relax, because she's kind of waiting to see if the other boot will drop on this, but she doesn't want to encourage it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm gonna wait this out. (laughs) Um, he pulls her close, and he gives her a kiss and looks at her in the eyes. Uh, a small smile comes out from his- his- uh, beard. beautiful blue beard <laughs> <laughs> very softly he he says I know it hasn't been so long but I've truly missed you oh okay this is weird the witch is gonna be like ah virgin you need to be this <laughs> <one."> <laughs> and the no, witch is like this is too romantic for me <laughs> yes I this, am out <laughs> this feels like mushiness yeah. <laughs> I don't know who likes mushiness and i am going to pass the ring on to that virgin and be like here's your moment girl (laughs) (laughs) this is what you have been waiting for (laughs) we got your back (laughs) yeah um so the virgin now with the ring um will she'll be like i missed you too um And I think she's going to hesitate for a moment, but then I think she's going to try to hug him. Yeah, and he embraces her. Um, It's a very touching, warm hug, though the thing that Tiffany notices uh, the most is his callous, um, strong hands around her, pulling her tight closer to him. When he lets go, uh, he looks down at himself and notices that he has fresh paint stains on his uh, clothes now. And he is. Uh... Oh, whoops! <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, whoops! My bad. He he looks at her confused. <laughs> um, feels like we're a little confused because wasn't that in our head? Yeah, yeah. Um, she yeah she's also confused about that. She um she looks uh down at her dress, and um sort of, like, shakes her head, um, trying to think of, like, a logical explanation, um, sort of already having decided that this is all in her head, and she says, I'm sorry, it must have been when I was moving through the manor. The servants told me they were still trying to prepare everything. I must have just brushed against fresh paint by accident. Ah, yes. It's so difficult to manage all of these people. I'm sure you'll learn soon enough. Um, he chuckles to himself and scoops up Tiffany into his arms and uh, carries her off to their bedroom. Aw, she feels like very comforted by this, especially having recently seen all of these horrors and things like that. I feel like the witch and the animus are so little wary. We're like, oh man, what is happening? <laughs> We're torn between like, oh, these strong hands and also- Oh, these strong uh, hands. Yeah. Strong hands. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think to the version, it's like a very comforting thing. Um, to her sisters, not so much. <laughs> We're both in the background, like... <laughs> yeah, Virgin's like, this is fine, while the, the witch and the, the animus are just, ah! We're, we are currently Scooby and Shaggy, and the virgin is, like, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> I mean, the nail-biting. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and together, you and Marley, uh, otherwise known as Bluebeard, uh, you, have, you spend a few lazy days together, um, walking out in the gardens, uh, laying in bed together, feeling the warmth of each other's bodies. Um, and one morning he brings up tea to you, since he knows how important it is to you. Oh, that's nice. Um, he, he's got a little tray and an ornate uh, teapot uh, with sugar and honey and milk, as he knows that Tiffany is very fond of in her tea. We need <laughs> that milk. Yep. That's what makes it fancy. Yeah. That's how you know you're a lady. Yeah. Um, but he gives her a warm smile once again, and he says, Good morning, my love. I've brought this for you. And since it's a few days past, you guys can decide who has the ring at this yeah, point. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Um, who wants to have the ring? Uh, I think the virgins should still have it, and then, honestly, like, then I think I can, I can, I would like to have it after that, after the you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely wanted, like, all of us to sort of get a chance with it, so I will absolutely pass it off to the MS okay. at some point. Yeah. Give it to me when you start to panic. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it starts to, uh, when everything starts to go down. Romance Annie panics. <laughs> um, and also chime in if, if there's a moment that you want to pass okay. it off. I will. Um, but yeah, so he sits, sits his tray down for Tiffany while she's still lounging in bed. Um, and she says, uh, good morning, my love. I was just going to say, I feel like by this point, like after it's been a few days, like I feel like the witch at least has calmed down and isn't as nervous and wary like okay she's a bit more confident and relaxed because if i mean if he was gonna say something surely he would have yeah he would have said it like right away brought it up right and i think with everything having been fine the animus is always kind of anxiety but it seems like in the past few days she's kind of faded into the background a little bit and gotten a little quieter Oh, interesting. And she's still here, still nervous. Yeah, but we've but been. But we have Marley to protect yeah. us now. We don't. The animus can relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing bad no. will happen. Nothing at all. Ha 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 ha. Um. So, Marley sits on the bed and smiles as Tiffany prepares her tea, and he says, "You know, the past couple days have been amazing. I didn't know I could have so much love in my heart for someone else." Um, and I think the Virgin is, uh, very touched by that, and she says, um... I feel the same way. There's a strange softness I felt in myself that I've noticed while I've spent this time with you. I don't think I've ever been able to be this vulnerable with another. And I think that she'll nod, and, um, she'll say, I understand what you mean. I've heard and read. Well, I guess she wouldn't have read. Does Tiffany know how to read? <laughs> uh probably enough to be dangerous okay (laughs) um yeah she she'll say um i've always read and heard that love was like this but i guess a part of me always thought it was made up or overly romantic i feel soft but also stronger yes i think that's true there's a strength in knowing that there's someone i can be the soft and quiet with yes and with the two of us I doubted myself before, but I know I feel like I can be the lady of this house and be the wife you deserve. I never thought I had any of this in me before. Yes, I can see that in you as well. I knew it when I saw you standing in the hallway the other day. Um, and I think that she's going to 
self-consciously think uh think back to uh to going into the room um but um she'll pretend like she's not really thinking about it and uh take a sip of her tea and she says uh the other day in the hallway uh which time was that oh right before we embraced upon my return home uh and she'll nod and say oh yes i remember i remember our embrace well Though I don't remember where we were in the house. Seeing you stand in my home, even though it was just a hallway in front of a door, I don't think I've ever loved you so much as I have then. Um, and the virgin feels very touched by this, and uh, she's going to say, um, Oh, I love you too, Marley. Um, and as Tiffany continues to, to drink her tea, she's noticing that she's fe- starting to feel a little off. Uh, her body feels tight. Uh, at first she wasn't sure if it was just anxiety from remembering her disobeying her husband, but it seems to be getting stronger and stronger no matter how much she tries to calm herself. And, um, I think that, like, starting to feel uncomfortable in her own body, she's going to, like, shift a little bit, um, and pass the ring off to the animus. Help! <laughs> What's wrong? I don't, I, I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Who is that? Ping! Ping! What's happening? Yeah. Why is he picking this up now? <laughs> um, so animus, you're now in control of, of Tiffany as you feel, um, your body's starting to tight, tighten and, uh, feel, you're starting to feel like you're, you're having shortness of breath. I think we're gonna place that teacup down off to the side and kind of, <laughs> uh, maybe, like, smile a little bit and then, like, tell him. I'm not feeling well all of a sudden. Oh, is that so? It must have been from walking in the damp grass the other day. You must be coming down with something. I think she's- I has- like, her body feels tighter, and I think her throat kind of feels even worse. The animus is going to look at the teacup, and then look back at Bluebeard. He hadn't brought her tea before. It's true. Um, when she looks at him, uh, a smile starts to creep up onto his face. His eyes look knowing. I think she's probably sweating now. Her body feels less and less hers. What's wrong, Tiffany, my love? You look almost... afraid. I'm not afraid. But her throat's closing up. You're not afraid? How bold not to be afraid. You do look like you might be afraid to tell me something, my love. And he scoots a little closer to her. You know, I've been completely honest with you since I've been home. How powerful your love is to me. How calm and safe I feel with you beside me. How wonderful it's been to be soft and intimate with you. And he gets closer and closer as he's as he's talking. He he gets close almost like he's about to kiss her before pausing and smiling almost wickedly this time. But it would appear one of us has not been so truthful. I think amidst her body now trembling and that smile, she'll look him in the eyes. I went into the room. Oh, Tiffany. I know you did. I'm sorry. I will remember that. And he kisses her one last time uh, before Tiffany's body seizes up and she can no longer take oxygen into her body anymore. I think she chokes out one last before it just, it's just wheezing now. Um, and the smile never leaves Bluebeard's face, but he does hold her as she breathes her last breath. I think she looks him in the eye until she goes. What is the 
what is the the biggest fear the animus has right now as she lays dying? She failed. She thought she found protection. And she wasn't wrong. She couldn't even trust herself. Maybe all those things weren't just in her head. Um, other sisters, what what kind of terrifying thoughts are you having as as you're watching this happen to Tiffany? Okay, real quick, I have to know, is it the same teacup as what was in the room? Ooh. Um, yeah, as you don't notice it at first, but as you're like, oh shit, things are things are bad. <laughs> uh, you do notice that yes, it is the same cup. Um, I think that sense of failure also comes over the witch. Um, I made myself all trembly. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Like the failure and the <laughs> failure to not be enough to not. She wasn't enough. She wasn't good enough. She wasn't able to do enough to be what he needed, but also what she needed to be. She failed not only him, but she failed herself. Okay. Um, and the Virgin, I imagine this is affecting you terribly. Yeah. Um, I think that the Virgin right now is, um, she's, she's deeply affected by this betrayal, and I think that that makes her more afraid of, of dying. Um, I think that that turns into a very, uh, a very fearful thing for her, where she's not alone, but she feels so horribly alone right now, and, like, there's no one to protect or help her. Everyone else is not there for her. And then she, like, feels this sense of, like, I'm going to slip into just nothingness and being nothing. And I think that that's a really scary thing for her in her final moments. Yeah, so Tiffany lays in Marley CL's arms. As we're dying, with, like, feeling our failure and feeling the loneliness, I think she would still... Even knowing that he poisoned her, knowing that we failed him by going in the room, she reaches for him one more time and tries to caress his face, but she only makes it halfway. And as she dies, she sees her hands. They always were ugly hands. Ooh. Um, okay, let's take a moment. Is everybody okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hurt so, so good. Okay. Caitlin, okay, you let's... did so good there. I'm just like, yes. Picture that was very excellent. Oh, that was so good. Way we could go while it's still being like, uh-huh. yeah. Oh. Caitlin just wanted to twist the knife. Yes. A <laughs> I must. <laughs> I could have never done it that well. So. Yeah, that was that was very beautiful. Um, but let's take a moment remember that we are not in in a in a body that is dying we are all playing a game and we're having a lot of fun and everything is okay <laughs> yeah um i hope that was a adequate get death for you guys yes <laughs> yeah that was that was really good um and now let's let's take all that and channel that that fear and and terror and sadness and let's be mean to somebody else <laughs> Ooh. Yes, let's be mean. Um, time passes in the CL manner, and as Tiffany knows, um, Marley will call on another, and soon enough, a new bride comes into the house. Uh, Tiffany waits in the uh 
in the solarium, and the lock clicking open is loud and deafening as this woman walks in. Uh, she too is still wearing her wedding dress. It's almost more beautiful than Tiffany's. Um, she's got a, a doe-eyed look of innocence in her eyes as she comes in and examines the, the plant life that surrounds Tiffany. What do the sisters think as they're watching this new, this new lady in their turf? <laughs> is, is the first thing that she sees after, like, waking up again, so to speak, uh, the new bride coming in? Um, no, she spent a long time in this um, solarium alone, uh, other than the groundskeepers, but she feels no reason to interact with them. They barely even notice her when she is trying to interact with them. Okay. I feel, I feel like almost to Tiffany, it's this, um, at first, like before the bride comes in, it's this almost sense of like uh, seeing all the plants around her and wondering for a moment if she's in in heaven um even though she's like you know she's a witch she hasn't like gone the more traditional um religious routes but then like as she realizes uh where she is and like the groundskeeper's not really noticing her she kind of wonders if she's in a sort of purgatory Uh and uh I, I think that when um the new bride comes in i think that the first thing Tiffany does at least uh, at least from the perspective of the virgin is um start to compare herself to to this new bride oh yes and this new bride is truly beautiful um you can see her her feminine features through her dress she's not um very athletically built like Tiffany was um she's got a full hip and full breast um Tiffany can see the softness of her from across the room so seeing that from the witch's perspective, she kind of wants to get a sense of her. And like, I kind of want to try to call, because I didn't get to do this much, call on like her ability of like, but like to get a sense of the bride instead of the room to see if like there's like a aura about her or something. Oh, yeah. Um. So, due to the otherworldly nature of Tiffany now, um, her spirit can very easily pick out things about the bride. Um, do you get to ask questions with that power, or is it just kind of like a general sense of... It says, the groundskeeper will share whisperings about what happened here, and might ask you a question or two, and I answer them. So, like, you would, I guess it's more like, you ask me the question, and I give you... A follow-up answer okay so yeah you 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 can look at her and you feel the uh you, you can feel the innocence coming off of her you can smell the perfume from from her wedding still like reeking through the through the room um the, the whispers tell you very clearly that she is the new bride and that she is here to replace you just like you were a replacement for all of the others um what is the most disgusting thing that they tell you about her? Um, I think right off the bat, it's that um, probably either Bluebeard likes her better than us, or she's already with child. <gasps> oh, okay, yeah, you can, 
much like you can feel the uh, the strength of her perfume just cutting through all of the the florals you've surrounded yourself with, you can also smell her her pheromones and hormones coming off of her body. You know she's she's definitely pregnant. And that that digs at at the witch and also concerns her even more. It like almost makes her worried for the new bride. Uh, Animus, how do you feel? She reminds us of Eloise. Oh. Aww. And she feels like the sting of the jealousy from the virgin and also the the pain of being replaced. But this could be, could have been, it could have been Eloise. We should warn her. Could have been us too. Could have been says. us. Yeah. Uh, the bride walks through the room getting closer to, to Tiffany's uh, place. I guess it's not her resting place because she's not in this room, but... Comes closer to Tiffany. <laughs> um, and she looks amazed at the blue flowers tumbling from her. Uh, she reaches out to touch one and seems very enamored with it. I think that we would reach out to her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she feels those vines tingling and almost wants to, like, reach out a, like, a gloved hand as well. So the bride is is very startled by this and takes a couple steps back. Uh, and looks very fearful at at the vines reaching out for her. Um, yeah, if, I would think that that would just cause Tiffany to want to reach out more and like study. Yeah, I think she starts. Yeah, I think that she starts to see the key being held, and she remembers all of the all the horrible things that that key brought to her, and also thinking about the unborn child because I think that part of her even still loves Marley. So mm-hmm. like thinking that harm is going to come to his child, even if it not it's not hers, it still hurts her a little bit. So even through her jealousy and everything, um, she does in some ways want to help. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh so she reaches out further. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, so as Tiffany tries to reach out further to to grab on to uh the the new bride um more tendrils kind of reach out and start to grab onto her um she's able to grab onto the the bride's hand uh onto the keys uh wrap around her leg and the bride is very unhappy about all of this (laughs) i don't know why um she tries to pull away but but tiffany's got good hold on her yeah i think that almost with her gloved hand too she's going to try to reach for the keys like through the veil of morning glories maybe like revealing herself a little bit yeah uh when the bride sees a a human ass hand (laughs) come out of this plant um she she cries out uh she cries for help terrified um the the cry echoes through tiffany it's so terrible and um full of fear a fear that tiffany can relate to very closely She's able to to grab on to the keys before uh, groundskeepers come come into the room. Does uh, does Tiffany recoil or or does she keep a hold on to the bride? Are the groundskeepers in? Yes, I think we would recoil. Yeah, they're in on this. <laughs> well, they, they know. Them, <laughs> also, with them coming in, uh, maybe they could talk her out from continue talk her out of continuing further. Like they're her new safety. Like we we. She doesn't need any more warning. I'm not wording this right. I can't think. <laughs> well, it's actually convenient that that you say that. Um, 
as you pull away, as the groundkeepers enter the room, you hear them talking, but their language is so distorted and kind of um, sounds like they're just kind of like sim speaking to each other. You can't make out the words or understand what's going on, um, but you can make out that they're trying to calm her down. And as the bride points to Tiffany's direction and is still very fearful, um, the groundskeepers are able to, to calm her down and get her to leave the room. And as she, she exits, you hear the door close once again. Um, but Tiffany, you look down at your feet and um, it, one of your tendrils is still holding the, key, the, the ring of keys. I think that Tiffany feels really satisfied with herself. Like she, she did something. And I think that she's like impressed with her own strength in this regard. Yeah, I think she'd smile a little bit. Yeah, smile a little bit and like close the veil of morning glories back over her face. And pull the keys back in. Yeah, yeah. pull the keys even further back. And hide them. Yeah. So no one else can do what she did. We weren't enough, but maybe she can be. Um, and to unknowing eyes, this looks like any regular room. But to Tiffany, this is the happiest place in the house. Now that she has a piece of Morlay once again. And I think that's going to be our actual play of Bluebeard's Bride. Yeah, I want to play it again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to go gonna... really aggro so we can all shatter this time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have fun? Yes, yes. I had so no, much fun. No, not at all. I just want to play again. <laughs> Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a gif Yankee. My character is a doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're ravenous, right? Yes, I, 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 and you are. I, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> Projectderailed.com